Hi, and welcome back to the next episode of Saturdays on the Prairie. This is episode number three. We are going to be reviewing week one and giving our predictions for week two. In this episode, we'll talk about what went down in Corvallis and in Norman on the weekend, and then we will talk the rest of the Big 12. It went 10-0 this week. That's good for the conference. We will talk about the irrelevance of the in-state games this week and we will recap week one across the nation talk a little Bo Nix talk a little Trevor Lawrence and then we will do our previews and predictions featuring a little segment does Trevor Lawrence look like Lord Farquaad let's get into it all righty let's do it perfect Okay, so week one is in the books. The Cowboys and the Sooners have played their first game, so let's get right to it. On Friday night, we started out with uh, the battle of the OSUs up in Corvallis, and uh, the offense looked very good, so let's start with that. Um, did Spencer Sanders exceed or match the... I, you had high expectations for him. He looked really good. Did he? Did he meet the expectations you thought or was it more of he was like wow he he could be really really good once he gets really in uh into the system and plays quite a few snaps i think he'd be really really good once he really gets into the system obviously he was really good in the game 19 for 24 203 yards three touchdowns zero interceptions that's a great way to start your career yes um obviously i was happy to see him start over drew brown and he he didn't start passing really well, and it was a lot more of a running game. I that might be just to get him acclimated to what it's like. I think that's what it was that they didn't. They were gonna lean on Chuba because he was just just falling out. And he played great, so fantastic. Game. Yeah. So it wasn't like it hindered their offense at all. But once he got into rhythm and could start mm-hmm. passing the ball, he looked really good for sure. So I think that's it. Obviously. With the stat line he had, that proves that yeah. Spencer Sanders was the right choice to start. I mean, he completed almost 80% of his passes. And the big thing, too, was he was so efficient on the ground. Um, he, We've had, I guess, a few running quarterbacks in the past, J.W. Walsh and, like I guess, yeah, Zach Robinson before him. But um, Spence seemed to run it a lot uh, more efficiently, I think, than jw did it was um jw was more of like i i don't know if i'm remembering it right but when i pictured him it was more of like a sam ellinger like gutsy we're gonna go out there we're gonna just pound the ball and he's gonna run hard kind of thing but spencer sanders looked really good when he was he was was very balanced like when he decided to run it was going to be very good and when he decided to throw he was going to be efficient with it he has finesse. That's something that JW didn't have. Yeah, for sure. I, he he looked a little quicker, and um, he looked really good. Um, I know we played Oregon State, but the level at which he seemed to not only play well but manage the game. A lot of people can have a lot of arm talent, but they can't manage the game. Or a lot of people can manage the game and not have a lot of arm talent. He seemed like he really tried to find a. He found a good balance of that. I saw him audibly at the line a lot. That was good. The communication was essential, and he he looked good on the RPOs. And the like you said, the big thing: no turnovers. That is that's big for me as a fan. And averaging eight point four yards uh, per carry. As a quarterback, that's really good. You're not, it's not. You're not looking at guys who are just scrambling when there's so much pressure and they only get like two or three yards. Exactly. Eight point four yards. 
that's that's part of your offense. It looks good. Do you think that they will stick to the heavy run and uh, typically run the ball probably like sixty percent of the time, which is kind of what it was uh, on Friday night? Or do you think they're gonna they're gonna kind of once he gets into Big Twelve play, once he gets more reps, just cut him loose, see what he can do with his arm a little bit? I say, why not? Like, why not? Why not run the ball? But why not let him throw the ball? You're not too worried about injuries because you do have Drew Brown behind him, and That's you have this, it's a good security blanket to have. So you're not yeah. if he goes down, it's not the end of your season. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's going to be a good passer. Obviously, he looked he looked good once he got more comfortable in that second and third quarters. He looked much better. So why not let him throw the ball? And if yeah. he can't throw the ball too well, he's in a bad game. He's just not feeling it that day. He can run the ball too. So I think he's your best option. Yeah, for sure. Also, I think week four we're in we're in Austin. We're not going to beat Texas. We're not going to go into Austin like we have recently and beat them just running the ball down their throat. It's not going to work. We're going to have to be able to air it out. And I think. Obviously, Chuba's going to have a great game. He's always going to have a good game. But if if they are going to want to, when they play the big teams on their schedule, we're going to need to be able to throw the ball, get that balance so they can't stack the box against Chuba so that Tylen can still be effective because the three of them need to all be working for the offense to be successful. If it's just the pass game or if it's just the run game, it's not going to work. <laughs> Yeah, that one-dimensional offense won't won't cut it in the Big 12, especially no. against good defenses. Yes, for sure. Um, but I'm going to say the OSU defense against the, the OSU as in Oklahoma State, yes. their defense didn't look too great. No, they Giving were. up 448 yards to, uh, to Oregon State does is not a good look. Yes, um, Oregon State didn't look super great and they still put up a lot of yards and quite a few points um the thing is though i I was looking back at it and oregon state was actually only 26 of 49 passing which is i don't know between 55 60 percent it's not a great efficiency yes they put up points they weren't able to run the ball super effectively most of their backs were averaging about five yards a carry um they they put up a lot of points in a lot of yards, but I think that it it looked I guess um, I, it looks a lot worse kind of when you see the four hundred and fifty yards. Like when you we'll talk about this later, but you look back at that Houston and OU game, you're gonna see that Houston had almost four hundred yards of total offense, but it didn't feel like it. They really it felt like they were shut down most of the game, which is weird to say about a team going into Norman, but. Um, one thing that I liked from the defense was that they 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 were really they didn't get torched when it comes to efficiency kind of the quarterback. I remember um last year when we played Texas Tech and Alan Bowman came in and he was he was really good and we were all caught off guard. Um he was he was so efficient that he was completing like 75 to 80% of his passes. So although they gave up a bunch of yards and I'm not saying that the defense looked good, I think that the fact that it wasn't uh, just a clinical dissection of the Oklahoma state defense consistently made me feel a little bit better, although not great about this defense. I agree with that. That's a good take. Um, One thing I did like only six penalties for osu in the game and they were 10 for 13 on third down so i think those are two things that are very transferable from week to week that are keys to having success winning close games when it gets down to it 
Of course, that's a, that's a stat that uh, OU didn't do well in his penalties. No, they did have quite a few. But they impressed in some other stats that you don't typically expect an uh, OU uh, defense to excel in. So uh, I think that's uh, a good segue. So let's, uh, let's go talk about Sunday night in Norman. So uh, Jalen Hurts, uh, I'm going to call him the box score king because, man, he looks really good with just the numbers. But when we were there, we, we were sitting there talking about he just doesn't look that great. What are these passes? There's screens, there's slants, there's no post routes, there's no go routes. I'll say he doesn't look great as a passer. For sure, yeah. But as a quarterback, I mean, he ran the offense really well. He had a good game, three yeah. touch, six total touchdowns. Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of a lot of the ones um, in the air, that's the receiver doing most of the work. Yes. But the, the pass he had, the touchdown pass he had to, I think it was CD. Yes. When he was running up towards the line of scrimmage and made that pass, that's not an easy pass to make. Okay, he was wide open. There was no one within 20 yards of him. Still not an easy pass to make. You could have made that pass. There's no way. Yeah, no, you could have made that pass. It was about 35 yards in the air to a wide open receiver. I'm saying it didn't... Him... I'm not wor- too worried about him passing the ball. Obviously, it's not, it's not electric. It's not what I wanted to see. No. And I expected more. But it's nothing that's going to ruin our season. I think it'll be fine. See, my thing is, and we were we were actually listening on the way home from Norman. We were listening to some guys that were talking about people that said Jalen Hurts didn't play that great in the game, and they were just getting furious. And my thing was, as an OU fan, you guys are like... You are used to, we should be in the college football playoff every year. That's the expectation. And the expectation has become, we can't just get there anymore. We're tired of losing the first round. We need to win games in the college football playoff, right? Yes. That's the expectation. And the defense, it looked like that was what was missing from last year's team. And even a little bit from Baker's senior year, although the defense was a little better that year. Um, But... I cannot foresee a future where OU ran the offense they did on Sunday night and them to have success in the big games, the college football playoff. It's just not explosive enough. Their defense was better, but still not great. And having to compensate for that, you still need an elite offense that is able to spread the field. You play an SEC team, they stack the box. I think your run game will be a lot more limited. I think that depends on the development of our O-line. Jalen Hurts didn't have as much time as Kyler Murray or Baker did in the uh, pocket. Well, okay. We did have the best line in the country, and you yeah. can't expect that at, for the next year. Uh, you had coming. four seniors and an All-American on and a freshman All-American on your line last year, and all the seniors were drafted. But, I mean, when that line gets better, I think you might see a bump in the passing just because he'll have more time to pick apart the defense, and it might, it'll might it help. That's a fair take, but I want to throw this back at you. He wasn't looking for his second reads when he was under pressure. He wasn't trying to extend the play to throw. He was actually instead just tucking the ball and running. He wasn't looking downfield. A hallmark of the OU offense in the past four years has been the long plays that Baker and Kyler extend, and then all of a sudden there's a fullback open 60 yards down the field, and you're like, whoa, how'd he get there? Touchdown. Jalen Hurts wasn't doing that last on Sunday night. 
It just wasn't happening. And maybe that's not in his skill set. But I can live with, I mean, an 11-yard average on the ground if you're just tucking in and running. That's not bad. I can, I can live with that. That's a first down. I, I understand what you're saying, but if I'm you, I want to win national championships. I'm tired of doing the same thing. Oh, it's like OSU. We have it at a different thing. We're tired of winning 10 games and getting second or third in the Big 12. We want to win, okay? It, it becomes the norm, and you just... It, you expect it, and you want to be better. You want to improve every year. And so if you're fine with what Jalen Hurts did, awesome. Congrats on probably winning the Big 12 again. We'll see how good Texas is this week, but you'll probably win the Big 12. You might make the college football playoff, but you sure as hell aren't winning a national championship. And I know that's what the people in Norman and all across Oklahoma expect. See, I don't think that our, that is going to be the offense that we run for the entire year. I think the passing game will get better. I don't see a way. Oh, it'll get better. I just don't know how much. There was no. He threw one ball down the field that was completed, and it was that throw to CD, where he was wide open by about 20 yards. There wasn't a defender in sight. And we'll see. And if we have to have, you know, like what happened to Jalen Hurts with Tua came in, if we got to play our true freshman. I'm okay with playing Spencer Rattler. If if, if that happens again. Oh, you could tell. I know Mordecai only threw one pass, and it was an incompletion, and it was kind of a bad read. That ball was spinning out of his hand, and it was not spinning like that out of Jalen Hurts' no, hand. No, it wasn't. And it, it came out humming, and it was it had some revolutions on it, and that's what you want in a in a pocket passer. And, and regardless of what anyone says, the OU offense is built for a pocket passer. It's They've had guys who could be mobile and move around the last few years, but it's built for someone who can dissect a defense just piece by piece. That's true. Everyone, someone's open in every play. Yes, that that's what it, I would say that they're looking for. So um, let's talk defense, though. A lot better this week. We okay, going, Caught me way off guard. We let them score no points in the first quarter. That I I couldn't I didn't expect that at all. I I didn't expect much from our defense except maybe you know holding them to not. I didn't want it to be a shootout and we didn't get a shootout. No, but that's all I expected. We got we, they played really really well up hey. until the end of the game. We didn't close well, but in the first half I can I can live with it. Last with season Houston had the number five offense in America statistically and. They were they did not score on their first four drives. That's wow, like mind blowing. I I mean I said on the podcast um last week that I was like this is gonna be a shootout. So OU defense is not gonna be fixed week one. They kind of still are gonna stink. And Derek Derek, we discovered this. It is Derek, not D Eric. Even if you hear someone say D Eric on the Houston website, it says Derek. Um Derek King, um said oh, he. He didn't look it, it was weird. The OU defense. I mean, the first play of the game was a coverage sack. My mind was blown. I was like, I can't remember the last time an OU defense had a coverage sack. I can't remember the last time we had we had a couple three and outs in a row. Yeah, they strung them together. It was it was ridiculous. Houston was only five of thirteen on third down, less than fifty percent. OU does not do that defensively. That just does not happen. King completed 14 of 27 passes. That's a shade over 50%. Now, I will give him something. He ran for under three yards. 
That's not it's not bad. I so I'd like to add to that point. I called that uh, King would be I said he would be the leading Houston rusher. He was before the game. I told you, I think both quarterbacks will be the leading rushers for their teams. That's what happened. Just not humble brag, you know, I will say, though, that uh, the guys who you, we expected to be better this year in Camp Murray and Ronnie Perkins, they showed up. Oh, they they, they played really well. They were always where the ball was. Mur- Murray looked like a man out there, and it was it was completely different than the Kenneth Murray we saw last year where he would flash that that talent that he has, and you're like, this kid is He's insane. Like that Army game, what did he have, like 26, 27 tackles? Like it was insane. And everyone was like, Kenneth Murray. But then you come back the next week, and he's missing tackles because he's arm tackling and not tackling like the big man that he is. So it, it was, for OU fans, I'm sure it was awesome to see that. I think Grinch is getting the potential that he couldn't get out of those four and five star, that Stoops couldn't get out of those four and five star recruits. And I think to our, to see dividends week one, obviously there's a lot of football left. All this could change. But based on what we saw week one against a Houston offense, which we know is good, it was impressive. Now, the one criticism you could have of the defense, or there's really two. One, you got to close out the games. We kind of let off the gas pedal at the end of the game and, you know. Let them hang were, around. They were they were scoring some touchdowns that they should have been scoring. <laughs> Thanks the for other that thing, backdoor cover, Houston. The other thing that I wasn't super happy with is where is this where's this turnover? Where's the turnovers? Yeah, Houston actually won the turnover battle. Um you ex- Alex Grinch was harping all about let's get turnovers, go for the ball every play. He says everyone says, every coach says this. The ball doesn't know who it's supposed to be thrown to. So why not why can't the defense why can't the defense get the turnover? But I didn't see any turnovers. That's something I was disappointed in. That ball, who was it? It was Patrick Fields, right? Went through, through his, his arms. That was that was ridiculous. Uh, if you're Patrick Fields, you got to pick that ball off. That that's a must have. Um, I said my key to the game for Houston was winning the turnover battle. If they wanted to stay in the game, and they did do that, but it really wasn't a game. Let's talk kicking real fast. Um, that's a problem. <laughs> Now it could be a problem. <laughs> it's early. Maybe he figures it out. Um, but you know, I was not. Ha- I wasn't happy with Cal Sutherland. You can't miss. You can't miss those field goals. Okay, and the forty-nine yarder. Okay, I get it. Okay, that's all right. It wasn't short, right? It was wide right. It was wide. Yeah, it was wide right. So, at least it wasn't short. But to miss the thirty-six yarder, that's a chip shot. You got to have those. He it didn't even sniff the uprights. It was wide right by a good by a good distance. And that can get fixed. Maybe of course, of course. Maybe next week it's not an issue. But last year and for having all you guys had Austin Seibert and before him Michael Honeycutt and I don't know who was before that, but they were consistent. You could always count on those guys to make big kicks and make big plays, and they were Mr. Reliable. And it losing that can could be end up being a big difference in games where it's like wow i mean that field goal that he he missed what if that he missed two like those could come back to bite you in a game of greater magnitude it came back to bite our prediction about the over because there was 80 and if he makes the 36 yard kick 83 it pushes and we don't look like idiots but you know not better um 
You still think Derek King is better than Sam Ellinger? Would you like to retract that take? Uh, please, please, please don't try and justify this. Please don't. Don't be. We'll have to see. Don't be this. Don't be that OU fan. Texas sucks so much. They're nothing. Texas stinks. Boo. I don't know what don't our defense guy. is. They looked good, but maybe Derek King is You're not going to shut thought. down Sam Ellinger. You're not. You shut down Derek King. You will not shut down Sam Ellinger. He's got too many weapons, and he's too good and too much of a big game player for you to shut him down. He is better than Derek King, and you're crazy if you think Derek King is better. Like, please just retract that we'll take. See. Acknowledge that you were wrong. Please. We'll see. 14 for 27? That's what Derek King was. How is that good? How? Now, I know his line looked terrible, but still. He was running for his life a lot, but 14 for 27. Sam Ellinger will be a lot better. Sam Ellinger's team is better. His team is better, and he's better. I like Sam. I, I, like, I think he's a decent quarterback. I think Sam Ellinger's pretty good, and he can play. But Derek King can play, too. After, after Trevor Lawrence, there is no other quarterback I'd want in a big game than Sam Ellinger. I want him over Tua. I want him over Jake Fromm. He is the best big game player. Trevor Lawrence is just good at all times. Actually, he looked terrible against Tech he this week. Great. We'll talk about that in a bit. But, um, like, come on. He, Sam Ellinger is built for the big game. He's going to show up for OU Texas. He is going to be the, better than what you saw from Derek King. You, why are you so hard-headed? Oh, my gosh. Let's talk about the rest of the Big 12. I give up on you. You're a lost cause. 10-0 um, in week one. Yes, please. That looked Thank really you, Iowa State, for not yeah. choking in Northern Iowa. Now, Northern Iowa is not as bad as people think. This is like when it's, it's... Okay, they're not North Dakota State, but they're a good FCS team. And I think... One big thing that I'm personally, a lot of people are buying the uh, Iowa State hype this year, right? In the offseason, they're like, Matt Campbell, Brock Purdy's back for his sophomore year. But they lost David Montgomery, and he was... And Akeem Butler. Yes. Like, those, they had they had their triplets, right? They had Purdy, they had Montgomery, and they had Butler. And those were three studs. Butler was a top five receiver in the conference. Montgomery was probably the best tailback in the conference, like... As a complete guy, him or Justice? I, Ju Justice was hurt too much last year. I think he missed four games probably. So I would say Montgomery because of how much he played. Um, but like losing that, I think it showed in that Northern Iowa game for them and made the Big Twelve look a little weaker. They dropped out of the top twenty-five. It was released earlier today. They're twenty. They're twenty-five, I believe. 25 AP poll. They dropped four spots. I saw... Okay, so I saw two polls. One had them at Coach's 25 tied with gone. Nebraska, and one of them had them out. Um, Kansas beat the Fighting Larry Birds. Les Miles is undefeated. That was a close... It was close. A, that was a close And game. another FCS team, but you know what? They won. Um, Thank you, Kansas, again. I don't know what to make of Texas's game against Louisiana Tech. Like, they kind of just... They beat them to a pulp, and then they said we're done in the fourth quarter and just took it off and didn't let Tech do anything. We're going to find out a lot about them next week. This, yeah, this I'm week. I'm ready. 
playing uh, playing a little LSU. Oh my SEC. gosh. We'll oh. see what they're made of. Okay. That will tell me whether Sam so, is better than Derek King or not. <laughs> Don't stop. Stop. He's better. He's better. Just stop. It's big game. Better. Oh, it's big game, and we're going to get Joe Burrow and Sam Ellinger, the two gutsiest quarterbacks on the face of planet Earth, putting their bodies on the line to win it for the schools that they love. And it's going to be awesome. Game day is going to be there. It's going to be in Austin. They will not. Texas had a lot of problems recently selling out games. They will have no problem not selling out this game. That game, it's going to be an electric atmosphere. It's going to be so exciting. Um, I can't wait. Uh, as far as uh, the, it it's getting a lot of hype, but I feel like the A and M Clemson game isn't getting as much hype, and I feel like A and M Clemson is exciting. Last year, that was a really good game, and I expect it to be a good game again this yeah. year. Big thing, they don't have Kelly Bryant to come in to save the day. Okay, but Trevor Lawrence is not going to play bad. We'll see. He played okay, so he threw two picks, two picks. Against Georgia Tech, right? He and together after he that. completed about 60% of his passes. He was not great. But it was week one. It wasn't like they didn't need him to be great. I think against AM, they he knows that they need him. And I'm not trying to say that Trevor Lawrence wasn't prepared and didn't go into the Georgia Tech game with the right mindset. All I'm saying is that I think he is going to feel a greater sense of urgency for that greatness that we know he possesses throwing the football when A&M goes to Clemson, South Carolina this weekend. And I do expect it to be a good game. I'm, oh, not, expecting good game. It, I'm not expecting Clemson to blow out a and I'm not expecting A&M to, to run through Clemson, obviously. But nobody's running through Clemson <laughs> this year. Um. Yeah, but I don't think it'll be the Texas LSU game. That game's going to be close. Those teams are oh, really evenly matched. That's that is it's going to go down to the, the fourth quarter. Last 2 minutes will decide it. It's going to be insane. I really I really hope it lives up to the hype. It I it I think it's going to. Um it it's going to be so exciting. Um back to the AM Clemson thing, just a little tidbit I want to add. Jimbo has I think you saw it a lot last year. A lot of experience coaching against Clemson and Dabo Swinney from his time at FSU. And I think that that helps him when he's game planning for Clemson and preparing and knowing what he's going to do. Um, I don't think that they're going to win, but um, that that's the, it, I think it'll be a, a really good game down this wire too. Not quite texas lsu but um okay so yes the clemson uh a&m game will be very close i think that rivalry rivalry i need to enunciate um the that rivalry between jimbo and Dabo will really make it interesting um the reason we are talking so much about these games that aren't happening outside of the state of oklahoma is obviously this is it's like SEC Week 12 when they just play crappy teams because um, the state of Oklahoma decided to take the week off. Uh, We're playing South Dakota and McNeese State. Now, you might think maybe they're decent FCS teams. But they're like, not. Like Northern Iowa, Iowa State scheduled that. No, 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 no. Um, McNeese State last year, 5-4. and four. 
Uh, two and four on the road. They're coming to Stillwater. Um, last year, South Dakota, uh, they were three and five. Uh, or sorry, four and seven. One and five away from home. I think I read the wrong record for McNeese State. They were six and five. Five and four in conference. Six and five, two and four on the road for McNeese State. South Dakota, four and seven, one and five away from home. They're both coming to the state of Oklahoma. And let me remind you, this is not this is this is not a power five crap team going no. having a terrible record. This is an FCS team. Why why did we schedule these games? Literally, this is an opportunity for important players to get hurt. Like I, I don't want I don't like to see this just because one, it doesn't help your strength of schedule. It doesn't you nobody's getting better. Two I don't want to go to this game. You don't. Like, that's a waste. Like, why is that even on your season ticket package? For uh, Yeah, everyone who pays for season tickets has got to pay for this game, and this game is terrible. <laughs> it's a terrible game. Um, so, like, my mindset going into this week is, please blow these guys out, have it be over at halftime, let's pad our stats, let's not get injured, the end... Let's just get to week three where we play a crappy power five team for OU and a crappy group of five team for OSU. And let's get this show on the road because we both know our games don't matter until Big 12 play because our schedules are a joke. Um, I do think that this the game for us playing in California is a little bit bigger for us. You're going to get that coverage. They lost to Cincinnati. But the recruits in California you're gonna not, see get to see the Sooners. You're not going to. It's gonna be like forty five to ten in the third quarter. I think OU gets a little bit of the recruiting boost out of this. Okay, yes, but That's, it's not like they have to try. We don't have to try. You but could roll out the second stringers and win by twenty one. It's better than the week we have ahead of us. Yeah, I mean, this is a waste of like. When they scheduled this game, now I'm sure they paid lots of money to get this cupcake. Is this the one that's on pay per view? I have no clue. So you does that pay per view thing every year? It's got to be. No one else is on pay per view. Last year, when they made that army game pay per view, I know you were there, but listen, I was watching a ghetto Twitch stream, and half the time it was a guy's foot, the other <laughs> half the time it was the camera on the game. And you know how stressful it is to watch a football game on a ghetto Twitch stream? There were 20,000 people on there, and we were all just <laughs> raging because the stupid pay-per-view game that OU does. Like, just stop. That game stop. was so confusing as a fan because you want to get angry at the other team. You want to hate them, but you can't hate the team that's going to go serve your country. Oh, it's yeah. So, it it's was like, so confusing as a fan. I didn't know what to do with myself. Because like, you can't be mad. Because you got to love what they're doing for you. You're like, you suck, but you're willing to die for me. Like, oh. I, I love you, but please, <laughs> please just give up. Stop just, scoring, please. Just, just One fumble. Game. Just fumble, please. Um, yeah, so let's talk a little bit more about the week that just happened. And um, listen, I liked... Bo Nix before this week seemed like a really cool dude, just a chill Southern guy. Good name, Bo. Bo Nix. That's his quarterback's Bo name. Nix. Now listen here, bud. Bo, if you're listening, oh, we know you're not, but we know you're not listening. But if you are, I have to correct something. Last week, I asked if the third string quarterback at OSU if he was listening, and his last name is Con 
is Costello, but his first name is not Connor. It's Brendan. Connor Costello played baseball for OSU in our Omaha run a few years back. He was a DH. He had a couple bombs in regionals. Um, I apologize, Brendan. I will never make that mistake again. Please forgive us. Please forgive me. Please if still you're plug listening. the podcast. Please still plug the podcast. Back to Bo Nix. You suck. You had a terrible game, and you threw a lucky pass, and you screwed my picks. Now, for me, <laughs> you made me win. I picked, I'd, I'd say they cover, and I said Auburn would win. Yeah. You Thank know, you so very much for that. I would have gotten at least one and one in that game if Oregon didn't win outright and Auburn kicked a field goal to win it. Daniel Carlson's a good kicker, but you had to throw the... T- the thing, too... Perfect coverage by the Oregon DB. Perfect coverage. His hand is in the bread basket. He knocks it out. It just so happens to fall right back in to that receiver. That was a joke. Bonex completed less than 50% of his passes. Just, oh, how did Auburn win that game? What can I say? Bo knows. Stop it. Stop it. Stop. That makes me uh makes me want to know for picks. What do you mean? Oh, are we just going like match play? Like match just play? week by week? Match play? I'm we're not out. keeping, we're not keeping, because I. Total, we, no. Total. We like, picked the same things otherwise. No, we didn't. I took the, um, I took, I took Houston and you took OU against the spread. So that was one that I won. You took the, no, we took everything else the same. But did we? One Doesn't one. matter. This is terrible. No one wants to listen to this. <laughs> so let's really dive in to Texas LSU now. Let's get to the previews and predictions for this week. Like we said, no one cares about these in-state games. Like we'll watch them, and we'll be. You'll probably leave early. Um, Definitely. And I'll, I'll I'll turn on the TV. See that we're playing uh, McNeese State. Ah, no, it's on ESPN Plus, so I'm going to have to pirate that on a ghetto, ghetto Reddit stream, probably. That's going to be interesting. Um, but it it's stupid. Let's talk Texas LSU, or do you want to talk Clemson A&M first? Let's go Texas LSU. So okay. Texas made a bold claim. They said they were DBU. Oh, please stop, Texas. Please stop. Everyone knows LSU is DBU. Yeah, like, what is te- I mean, Texas has Oral Thomas. Like, he's really good, but, like, you have one. Maybe Kenny Vaccaro. Like, I can't think of other Texas DBs recently. Like, I no mean, one cares. maybe we're blanking. You can't. But they're not. LSU is DBU. You can't prove to me that LSU, you can't prove to me that Texas has a better defensive back than LSU. You can't oh. even prove it this week. I don't care if if one pass is, if a, if a, there's no passes completed against this defense. LSU is LSU DBU. Everyone and the only school that rivals LSU is Florida. Like and maybe like Ohio State. But in, Texas is not in the conversation. They need to stop embarrassing themselves with that. And That's the, ridiculous. Uh, another big thing about that OU defense, you didn't see anyone get completely burned this week. That was the weirdest transition I've ever heard. You just had a random thought about the OU defense being yeah, kind of good, and you're like, I need to say it, like, right now, before I forget. Like, I forgot this is OU. awesome. Um, yeah, awesome. nobody did get burned, but still, they stink. They're they're not great. Um, Texas LSU. Um, it's in Austin. Uh, the line 
is LSU minus five. I that's I like it. It's gonna be a close game. I like it. Um can can we talk Tom Herman against uh teams that he is an underdog? He is eight two and one against the spread as an underdog. Is he really an underdog? It's one score. It's one score. It's an underdog. It's an underdog. It ain't that He's big. He's an underdog. It's one touchdown. They are they are a five point dog at home. They're underdogs. They're underdogs. Whatever. I got. I think that that LSU's LSU covers. I don't think the over hits. I think it's a really low scoring game. You think LSU covers? I think LSU covers. Wow. I think LSU one touchdown. Lose. I think Texas wins outright. No, I do hope Texas wins. No, I think they are going to win outright. I don't think they will. I could be very wrong. I could be very wrong. I should have watched LSU's game this I week. I didn't watch prepare. LSU's I game. I didn't either. I don't even know who they played. But, but, you know. it's LSU's the same team every year. They, I mean, I guess they started running the spread last year. But they're still, like, they're more serviceable on offense now than they have been. But... They're still just a really good smash mouth football team. Um, I think Texas is going to win this football game. I think these are the games that Tom Herman lives for uh, as a coach. These are the ones he lo- even now. I know you're going to be like, well, Urban was the head coach at Ohio State. Now, listen, they went in to Arlington in 2014, that Ohio State team, and Tom Herman called one heck of a game and that that ohio state offense was humming and they pounded a very good alabama team and i i have to think that tom herman had something to do with that okay but I he has a history of doing this i think that ohio state teams you know uh, quite a bit better than this texas team is well of course but this lsu didn't team that team have ezekiel elliott yeah yeah that's a that's a that's but, a, a but this generational type of guy but the, this LSU team is not Alabama. This LSU team is like the great value Alabama. You go to Target and you want to buy shampoo and you're like, man, I can't really afford head and shoulders right now. Let me get that up and up that says comparable to head and shoulders. That's what this LSU team is. They wish they were Bama. And but Texas doesn't have... Ezekiel Elliott is too good. You can't just say, oh, okay, they're not no. Alabama. Ezekiel Elliott is an amazing running back. Wait. You can lean on that guy to get you that first down. Texas doesn't have that guy. So? It, it's like two crappier versions of the teams playing. Plus, Sam Ellinger, I'm, I hate him. But, like, I, don't hate him. I, I respect him. I think he's a decent guy. I just hate him when he plays us. No, I respect him. Like, he's... He's really good. He's a stud. Um, and the bright lights are made. for. And he's from Austin. This is the biggest game he's playing at home in his career. I don't think they'll play a bigger one next year when he comes back. I don't think they'll play a bigger one this year. This is the biggest home game of Sam Ellinger's career. He is Austin born, Austin bred. Austin is his town. And the bright lights are always his. Even though Georgia did not care in that Sugar Bowl, Sam Ellinger still showed up to play. And he's going to show up to play this week. And so I think Texas is going to win outright. Not just not just against the spread. Outright. So you have Texas outright and over or under? What do you under. 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 Okay, definitely. We agree with the under. 
I have LSU covering. 24-20, Ellinger throws a touchdown the last in under with under a minute left to play to win. Or he runs it in. Or maybe it's a jump pass, you know, like the Tebow play. The Tebow play. The Tebow play. That would be nice. So Clemson A&M. Play, but Clemson A&M, yes. Um, what? Okay, so you got Trevor Lawrence and Kellen Mond, two of the better quarterbacks in America. Obviously, the best quarterback in America is playing in this game. But people, people sleep on Kellen Mond. He's very underrated. The kid has lots of talent. And... He is a very, very, very good quarterback. One of the better ones in the SEC, honestly. I think, obviously, you have Tua. Fromm and Tua at the top, but I don't think... A lot more people will talk about Joe Burrow than they will about Kellen Mott. And I think that's because LSU was just a better team than you look at LSU and you're like, okay, that team has got potential if they can get a good quarterback. Right. And you're but, praying that he's the but right guy. I think Mott is a better talent. I don't, I don't think many people would argue with that. I just don't think he gets as much spotlight as he deserves. And he played great, or not great. He played really well last year against Clemson. Um, so, yeah, I think this is going to be a good quarterback battle, a lot like what we saw. Even though Bonix played like crap, he, he played his nuts off. You got to respect that. And it, he, when it came down to the wire, he was willing to make the big throw. And Justin Herbert... Even though he looked better throughout the game, down the wire, he wasn't as good. Um, I think you're going to get a lot of the same things this week with this game and with Texas LSU. It's going to be good quarterback play. Um, so what do you got here? What do I have? The line is Clemson minus 17 and a half. Uh, Clemson outright and him against the spread. 17 and a half is a lot of points. You think? Do you think Clemson covered? I don't think Clemson covers. I don't think so. That's either. a lot of points. That's a lot of points. It was like what, one point three point game. It was close, close, close. Um, I don't have. I have the under as well. Over under sixty one. I'm. Ooh, the over is so tempting because as a neutral in any game, I want to root for points. Yeah, right? of course, of and course. You hate so those scoring games, right? But also, I know that the Clemson defense is very good, and A and M has a decent defense too. Um and Lawrence has got to play well. I think he will. He will. And ETN got to play and well. Kellen Mont, they're gonna score. Like I could very feasibly see the score being 35-28, right? Yeah, and that's I mean, sixty-three course. points. But but I could also or like 38-31. I could see the score being 27-21 too easily, right? But. I'm going over. I want to root for points. I don't want to have hard feelings about please score more touchdowns, and I want my picks to be right. So I'm going to align the two, and forget about. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go with my heart, and I'm. I'm not saying that my head doesn't say the over two, but it says my stomach growls. I'm sorry if you heard that. I. I should go eat food. <laughs> uh, that's weird. God, that, that might get left in. Uh, no, you should leave that in. That would be funny. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to go with the over. You're going to take the under. We both said under in the LSU game, right? Yes, we did. And But we have different against the spread and different outright. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, 
any thought in your mind that AM wins against Clemson? I'd love to see it. What? I'd love to see it, but I you're don't think it'll against happen. Clemson. What is wrong with Clemson? It's not like Alabama where you're like Nick yeah. Saban, you conniving sob. You are so evil and dirty, and you cheat. And I don't know how you haven't got caught. It's not that Dabo's like I love the Lord, and Trevor's like I love the Lord too, and throwing touchdowns. I I love the South and touchdowns. I look and like football. Lord Farquaad. He doesn't look like. Does he look like Lord Farquaad? I don't know. Yes, he does. Trevor Lawrence? I look like Lord Farquaad. (laughs) Short, black hair. Not as much as Trevor Lawrence. I mean, Lord Farquaad? Shout out Lord Farquaad. OG Short King. Actually, Jesus was the OG Short King, and then then Lord Farquaad. We're talking about Lord Farquaad right now on a podcast about football. I apologize if you don't think Lord Farquaad is funny. Or if you don't think or if you Trevor think Lawrence I, looks like Lord Farquaad. If you don't think that, you're wrong. But, okay. Oh. Okay. Yeah, he does. He does. So like, can if, if Lord Farquaad was six foot six blonde and had a southern accent, he would be Trevor Lawrence. It's the facial structure. It's a That's a good call. That's a good... That's part of your facial structure. Yeah. That's a good call. That is a very good call. I like that. Um... So we've got Lord Farquaad versus Jimbo. Um, what I just what's think, can we just talk real quick? I know we should get back to football, but what's a better name, Dabo or Jimbo? Dabo. I think Dabo, Dabo. I think it's Dabo, right? Because Jimbo, like, there's more Jimbos than there are Dabos. Yeah, like you're not original. They call you Jim. You're Jimbo now. You're Jimbo, yeah. But Dabo. What is his name? Like, I don't even know his name. He's Dabo. Is that his actual name? There's no way it's his act. Look it up. Dabo Swinney, real name. Dabo Swinney. Go to his Wikipedia William page. Christopher. William. Where'd you get Dabo? I love it. I love it. It's better than Jibbo. It's better than Jibbo. Correct. Um, but back to it. Football. Yes, the thing that this is supposed to be about. I don't think Clemson's bad. I don't hate Clemson. Yeah, but what? I just want to see A and M win. I like A and M. Why? I just think they are A and M. No, no, no! Don't you dare! A and M is the most overhyped team in college football every single year. Don't do it! Don't do it! It hurts me to see them lose Stop every it. year. Don't have. They look so bad all the time, but they're not that bad. They're not even a lovable loser. Everyone is like, "Oh, A and M top ten this year," and then they lose four games. I just want to see them win. Why? I don't know. A and M. A and M. Go red team. No. It's red versus orange. AM is like, go red team, really? That's what you go red team. No. Go red team. I just like I think it's A&M. not even red. It's like, what is it, maroon? Yeah, it's maroon. Yeah. I just like AM. I mean, I don't hate Clemson. And I'm not You I shouldn't hate Clemson. They I don't, love the Lord. I don't care who wins. I just want to see a good game. But you know, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be mad if AM how can wins. You, how can you resist the su- I love the Lord? I'm all Lord. glory to I'm God. Lord <laughs> like, come on. Trevor Lawrence may look like Lord Farquaad, but listen. Okay, so the in-state games don't matter. We disagree on Texas versus LSU. Um, For some reason, I want to see A&M win. Why? I don't understand that. And uh, so, we we but we're both in agreement that Clemson's going to win. Yeah, um, got it. So, yeah, I think that's our podcast this week. Less excited about the in-state teams obviously it's like 
it's basically like our teams aren't even playing football this week. No, it's it, not. It's not even fun. It's like I'm not excited. But the best part too, AM and Clemson play at 3.30 Eastern, so 2.30 our time. I get to see it. And then Texas LSU plays at 6 or 7. So, like, you can watch both games. You don't have to flip back and forth. You can sit on your couch and get a bag of chips and just be a fat slob for six hours. And it's going to be awesome. So, that's the podcast this week. We will see you guys next time. Sweet.